Hey everyone, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. In today's episode, I want to talk about the shotgun approach. I see this happening a lot at the moment when I'm talking to dyslexics and business owners alike um, who are dyslexic, and, and they what, what's kind of happening is they've kind of got a bit of a goal of what they want to do, but they don't take long enough to really get clear on, on where they truly want to go and why they want to go there. So what starts happening is they grab out their shotgun, start doing a hundred different things and hoping one of them works. Now, this can work sometimes, don't get me wrong, but it's a very, very tiring process and it usually leaves you feeling like you've done a bunch of stuff and nothing has worked. So I want to dive into this challenge and talk people through what I'm seeing, how to spot it, and how to do things a little bit differently. So let's dive into this episode. Okay, so the first question I want to ask you is, do you ever find yourself using the shotgun approach to try and solve things? You know, you think of something that you want to kind of achieve, and instead of slowing down to build a plan or come up with you know, perfectly lined up steps and asking for people's experience, asking for, you know, feedback, you run off and start doing a bunch of stuff. You want to get into it. You want to experience it. You want to start throwing things at the wall. You want to see if it works. It doesn't work. You'll, you'll adjust, keep moving forward. You know, when it works, it kind of feels great. But a lot of the time, it's very tiring. You lose energy. You never actually reach the goals because you hadn't got them that clear in the first place. And you kind of just feel a bit overwhelmed. You feel a bit useless. You're like, why did I do this again? I keep doing the same thing again and again and again. Have you ever felt like that? Because it's very common for those with dyslexia and or ADHD. Our brains are very quick. The average dyslexic mind runs at six times a symbolic thinker's processing speed. So when your brain runs that fast and you want something and you get that kind of emotional nudge and you've thought about it a little bit, you know, your brain starts running off into how can I achieve that? It's the natural process of the dyslexic mind. How can I do that? And sometimes before that thought's even finished, you've started moving. Now in places, this can be really good. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of the time when you can't see your thoughts and you can't see what's actually happening... We find ourselves running so far down an alleyway, and this, you know, this can happen. There are there are there are examples of this in an individual moment of starting to do something, as well as things that could take three, six, nine, twelve plus months to, you know, get to. So you can be running at such a speed, you don't actually even know why you're doing things, and you just get frustrated. Now along the way, you learn some stuff and. You know, if you're positive thinking, you, you look at the positives and go, hey, I learned a bunch of stuff through that shotgun approach. Other times, if you're feeling a bit depressed or sad, you, you beat yourself up. You go, why did I do this again? Why didn't I go and get help? Why am I so terrible at asking for help? Why didn't I take time to actually think about what I was trying to do? I didn't even want it in the first place. And we see this a lot with people chasing money and not understanding why they need money. They've just been told it all their life. And they go, oh, I want a better job. I want more money, 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 money solves everything. When really it doesn't. Money is just a, a vehicle. You've got to work out what you want to spend the money on to make, to really understand what you truly want. And when you take that time, it's usually something different to what you think. Or it could be achieved in a more creative way that your brain is perfect at solving. And so why did this come up? 
you know, I've, I've been talking to two or three clients, um, you know, in businesses, and I'm seeing this happen a lot. People, and, and how I talk about it in business is people start throwing tactics at a wall without a strategy. That's kind of the fancy words for it all. A strategy is kind of where you're actually going. Why are you going there? You know, what's the overall kind of plan? And a tactic is is something that's much more specific, and a tactic usually helps you achieve a strategy, if that makes sense. I probably got that wrong, but that's my interpretation of it anyway. And what I'm seeing is people come to me and go, oh, I want this tactic, this tactic, this tactic. And before I, you know, I could say, hey, sure, we can do that. Um, and I could say, okay, this will cost you this and we'll do this and this. Before I do any of that, I stand back and say, why do you want that? Why is that important? Why is that needed? I need to understand the context. And what, what I'm seeing a lot is, you know, very undeveloped thinking around the tactics. What's kind of happened is a flash of an emotion or a thought about what they want or what they've wanted in the past has appeared They've realized they haven't done anything towards it. And there's this kind of gap that's created in their minds. And instead of taking time to reassess what they want, they jump into how can I get this? If I do this, try this tactic, this try tactic, this tactic, it could work. When actually what happens is they start a bunch of stuff, they get way too much on their plate, get way too overwhelmed, and the energy just disappears from what they're trying to achieve. And that's not a good thing. It doesn't help. It doesn't, you know, fulfill you in the long run. And you end up just feeling burnt out and a failure. So how do you how do you mix up with this? And how do you stop chasing the how or the tactics and take time? You know, and this is kind of boring, right? How do you slow down? How do you slow down long enough to work out what you really want? You know, probably the biggest thing I hear from dyslexics is they go, I don't know what I really want. You know, when they really think about it. And some some dyslexics out there are going, I think I know what I want. You know, and, but, do, but do you really want it? There's the question I always, you know, I pose. Like, do you really want it? Why do you want it? You know, what about it makes you desire it? And, you know, you see dyslexics over the world, the Steve Jobs, all these people. They were very clear on what they wanted. You can call it your why, whatever it is, but it's what they wanted. Maybe it was a feeling, an experience. You know, you look at Elon Musk, right? He is, you know, he's neurodiverse. I don't know where in the neurodiverse spectrum, but he's definitely playing that game. But what he's clear about is what he wants. He wants to go to Mars. Everything he does, every plan, tactic, he wants to go to Mars. That's his goal. That's his end goal. And he's super clear. You know, building electric power, he's going to need that to get to Mars. Building, you know, all this, he's building a mass wealth. He's going to need that to get to Mars. You know, he's, he's been so focused on where he's going that nothing will stop him. Now, don't get me wrong. Not every, if there are people who have goals like that, that don't reach his level. He's just an easy one because everyone knows, but he's super clear about where he is going at every moment. It doesn't wane. It's what he wants. It's probably hurt family life. It's changed. You know, he's so clear. It's probably not what many of us want. But, you know, but it's it's there, and what's kind of beautiful about that is he's is every tactic he applies, he asks himself that question. You know, will that get me close to where I'm going? How many of us can say the same thing 
about knowing our, you know, everyone has different names for it and they all mean the same thing. Why? Purpose. You know, even shorter term than that, what are our wants? What do we actually want to actually move towards? And many of us, and I'll be honest, I've had this experience you know, I've, I've, I've changed the way I do this over the last three years, and it's really had a positive effect. But in the past, I was the same. It was easier to chase a tactic I thought I wanted, even if I didn't want it, to kind of distract me from actually working out what I really wanted, what I could actually have, or what I felt I deserved. And, you know, it's so much easier to grab the shotgun out, shoot it around, fail at it, and go, oh, well, I'm still here. Next round of, you know, reload the shotgun and keep going. Uh, you know, instead of going, how do I slow down and actually ask myself better questions? And so that's kind of the theme of this. And, and you know, might, you might think, hey, this isn't a dyslexic thing. I'm sure this happens in part to everyone. But with the dyslexic mind working so quickly, it can be super hard for us to see what we want. And we can we can really get into a habit of of running before we walk and running in a direction where we're not clear. I used to have a great example about this, which is, is go from L.A. to New York was my example. If you imagine America, you want to go from L.A. to New York, but you're not really sure why you want to get to New York. In your mind's eye, you can see maybe the Empire State Building coming out of the clouds. You've thought about it and gone, New York would be great to go to. Now, before you've done any more digging around that thought process, you've already gone, OK, how am I getting there? I don't have enough money for a plane ticket. I've got a car. I'm going to jump in the car. Um, I'm going to grab a bag, whatever's close by, and start driving. And and we start driving. We start going on our journey. We're really quick to start, right? And but what we haven't done is one, planned properly. You know, do we actually have enough money for fuel? You know, is the car actually going to last that trip? How long is it actually going to take? Did we tell our boss we were away for three months or have a long, I have no idea, three weeks, whatever it is, you know, to go? You know, have we, have we actually planned anything? And what's more important even than that, because we're great at solving those things on the move. But what's even greater than that is, why am I going to New York? Is it just a fleeting feeling or emotion? Or is there something more? You know, if you if they if they if I taken the time, so imagine it's me and this this or someone else, or yourself in this in this process, and you're taking time to go, why do I want to go to New York? And just giving yourself some time to dream, maybe listen to some music, talk to some people, and they say, yeah, New York's amazing. You know, you love basketball. You know, Madison Square Garden is a great place to watch the Knicks play. You know, you can sit here, it'd be stunning, you can have your hot dog and, you know, imagine having a drink there, the feeling of the crowd, you know, oh, and you're from LA, maybe you want to go and watch the Lakers play the Knicks. Oh, wow, that would be amazing. What a cool thing to do. Gosh, that would be an experience of a lifetime. And then you go, oh, I'm, I'm clear, that would be great. And then someone else tells you about a restaurant you could go to or a you know, something else you could do. And what happens is you start to build a real, a real, you know, interest, a want, an emotional feeling to get you to where you want to be. Something that's going to hold you a lot longer than just seeing the top of the Empire State Building coming out of the clouds. Does that make sense? And so when you do get in the car, what, what, what you're going to do differently is you're going to go, actually, I need to know when the Lakers are playing the Knicks. When's that game actually happening? Because it'd be silly to get there without it. 
And you're going to start to change the way you do things. You're going to pick better tactics. You know, you might decide, oh, I wouldn't mind driving across the thing. And again, this is in three months' time, so I have time to do a few more pieces to get me there. And you're going to be able to plan it better. Because if you don't have that clear goal and you have just run off with the old shotgun and just jumped into something head first, you know, what happens when, you know, your, your tire blows when you're driving through a town? You haven't really got a plan. Maybe you're stuck there for three weeks. <laughs> you know, if you haven't got your map sorted and you're not sure why or where you're actually going, you've just got New York in your mind, you know, you're more likely to take a bunch of detours. Sometimes those are fun, don't get me wrong, but... I'll tell you, after enough detours, you kind of want to find the road again, right? Before you know it, you could even be back in LA going, where did I go? Where was I going in the first place? And, you know, maybe that's great when you're young. But as you grow up, having the skill to actually be able to develop that ability to know what you want and then work towards it, is just golden. And it's not an easy skill for dyslexics to pick up. It takes a lot of time, a lot of work. You know, it actually takes trying to work out how to slow down. It's so important. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Where can you in your life, where can you build stronger, you know, stronger feelings towards a goal you're trying to execute? You know, whatever part of your life is. I did this when I when I got into my 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 marriage where I met Holly. We've done this with our house my car, my business, started to do it with my health. All of these things can be changed if you get this right. So just start thinking, start playing with this. Just make yourself a little bit better. That's all that matters because it will matter and it will make you feel better as you, as you go. So if you've got any questions, make sure on Spotify, I think you can actually ask me questions. I'm trying to get better at looking at them. Um, thanks for people who get in touch on truthaboutdyslexia.com. Always appreciate the reach out, the shout outs and the thanks. That always means so much to me. Um, and have an epic rest of your day and I'll be back next week.